the Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Ritan, president at Lola Red, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now, please welcome our host of Purse Strings, Maria Ritan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman, of course. Well, first up, I want to talk a little bit about Men. I know that's unusual for me. I usually just talk about women, but I thought it was very interesting, this article I saw from Andy Too. Um, he was doing a blog post on media post-engaged men. He's the EVP of Defy Media, and uh, he was looking at the status of today's uh, luxury man, if you will. They have a report called the Acumen Report, and they were really looking at men of certain means and kind of what is intriguing to them. And what they were found finding is that today's man strives to be what Andy says is well-rounded rather than one-dimensional, and he's incredibly thoughtful about his purchases. And get this, and this is why I thought it would be interesting to you listeners who are interested in marketing to women, he is more comfortable in traditional female roles being very considerate of friends and family. And apparently that is a change. Apparently that's a change. So what's interesting is his idea of luxury is also changing. According to Andy, luxury is no longer confined to specific status symbols, but instead has evolved into parts of his everyday life. Uh, Example of this is he's actually seeking out extraordinary experiences. Um, So whether it be sports, music, entertainment, lifestyles, um, he's also attracted to charity causes as as well. So there's a little bit of that do good in it. Uh, Some examples of this, according to Andy too, is Audi. Audi, for example, really great luxury car, uh, can be seen as a status symbol. But instead of focusing on the tools around the Audi, um, they've come out with kind of a way to experience freedom. So the Audi equals freedom, not necessarily a stature in today's society. Range Rover, also in a very expensive vehicle, um, has been talking more about incorporating adventure, extreme challenge, and excitement. So again, if you're driving a Range Rover, you might be equating it to a certain lifestyle um, around excitement and adventure and extreme challenge, which may or may not equate to your to your pocketbook. Uh, another example, according to Andy, too, was the Ace. You may be familiar with the hotel in New York, and they are really uh, around personalization. So when you go into that hotel, it's around their knowledge and catering to your personal interests. So again, it's very experiential, and um, I think that plays a lot, not only with men, but with women. We know that, and it's really interesting because today we're going to be talking about experiencing happiness, which I think is really what's driving all of us, isn't it? The pursuit of happiness is what we're really all after. So more on that in just a minute, but first up, let's talk about our purse profile today. It's the minority mom, and uh, these are women about 
gosh, almost a million of them, age 48, high school grads, married, having at least two kids in the home, uh, medium household incomes around 45K. Now, these are women that are living one foot in kind of a U.S. culture, the other foot and more in their native cultures. And so they're celebrating not only our national holidays here in the U.S., but also say, Hispanic and Latin holidays. They really equate with both lifestyles. Their family is their number one priority. Um, They feel a great sense of duty to themselves, their family, and their new country. Uh, Religion plays a very big role with them as well. Um, They consider themselves to be resourceful, DIYers. They like to fix things, improve their home. They like to have control over people and resources. And when they're shopping, they really shop because they need to shop. It's not a luxury for them. They do it because they need to. They buy exactly what they need. And price wins out. So they're purchasing what's on sale or what's on clearance or they're shopping around for the best price and they do focus on local stores. They love to shop local and we've certainly found this with a lot of our our demographics that women especially love to shop local and they prefer that over national chains. So where are you going to interact with them? Well, Uh, magazines. A lot of them, of course, family-focused magazines. Not a big surprise there. They're at Family Circle or Good Housekeeping, Parenting or Prevention. Better Homes and Gardens are also very big with them. Uh, Lifetime TV is a way to connect with them. Fox News Channel, apparently that's a big source of them as well. And their own line a lot. eBay pops high for this demographic. Um, And then where are they shopping? Well, uh, they're shopping brands like uh, CoverGirl or Max Factor. Um, you know, they're driving Buick, also Pops, Chevy, uh, so some American um, brands there as well. And then they're going to, um, if we're going to go do big box, you know, Pennies is a, a place for them, which you'll find, as well as Toys R Us. So keep in mind our minority mom. Also, uh, an up-and-coming demographic. We know minority moms will take over as one of our largest demographics here in the next few years. So as I mentioned at the top of the show, we're going to be talking about happiness and experiencing happiness. And this comes by way of two fabulous women that I met in person recently, and I thought I have to have them on purse strings. Nancy O'Brien and Linda Sagion is the co-founder of Experience Happiness. It is an organization that really helps people, companies, um, and, and the byproduct of that, we hope, is the world really thriving to cultivate what they call authentic happiness. They are very focused on what happiness really is and then how do you create that. And I think you're going to be amazed at what happiness truly is and how you can capture that. Um, Around that focus, they've built what they term the happiness practice. And it is a program that they've put into place. They're going to talk about some case studies that they have. And it's designed to help people and organizations learn, practice, and measure happiness. Very critical here. They measure happiness and its impact on business performance. So this is a business tool as well as a performance, uh, a personal performance tool as well. So I'm very excited to have them on. Stick around. Nancy and Linda join me right after the break. Purse Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. 
When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCprofessionals.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Before you painstakingly create another label or drag yourself to the post office, set a course to ShipStation, your key to e-commerce shipping nirvana. Save time by easily importing orders from wherever you sell, like Amazon, eBay, and over 40 others. Save money with discounted USPS rates and a free USPS account. Automate manual tasks through bulk label and invoice printing, custom shipping rules, and much more. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Ritan. I have two guests on the show who I personally met and thought they would be fabulous, Nancy O'Brien and Linda Sagu. They co-founded Experience Happiness back in 2007. And while there's been a ton of information out there on the advantages of, of course, being happy, Nancy and Linda are focusing on what happiness really is and how to create it. They've put together an entire practice around that called the Happiness Practice, and they're here today to talk about the impact on business performance. Ladies, welcome to the program. Thank you, Maria. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Uh, So excited to have you both on. Um, You know, when we met, I was captivated by really the science behind what you do and then the the practice of what you do and more importantly the results um but before we get into all of that um you'll do a much better job than i did in explaining what experience happiness happiness is all about so i'll let you take it away for a moment and do that okay well i'll i'll jump in so nice to be with you um you know in 2006 nancy and i had uh been consulting for many, many years at that point in business strategy and experience management. And, you know, we felt that we had done everything right. And I'm sure many of your listeners out there feel the same way. We had beautiful homes, wonderful, you know, marriages, 2.5 children, beautiful cars, et cetera, et cetera. 
And we looked at each other as friends and we said, my gosh, we're miserable. We're really unhappy. And we realized that we had been working with really an outdated definition of happiness. We had done everything right, uh, yet we were not doing well at an emotional level, at a, at a psychological level, at a spiritual or physical level. And uh, we really realized that we needed to understand what happiness was, that we needed to really look at redefining it. Um, you know, you, you see the little meme on the web, you know, happiness is an inside job. And our research over the following six years really led us to understand that, yes, happiness is an inside job. We can't make it contingent upon outside forces, other people, other things. Um, also, we had read one heck of a lot of self-help books at this point. And uh, while they might be inspiring momentarily, we continually put them back on the, sh- on the shelves, and neither one of us had managed to really make any meaningful shifts in our lives. So we also wanted to explore what, what about um, happiness, if you redefined it, what about developing a practice could actually create meaningful shifts in our lives and uh, potentially in others as well. And that's what experience happiness exists to do. It really exists to unlock human potential by helping people redefine happiness, learn it, practice it, and measure it. And um, it works at an individual level, and it also works at a collective level. And I know you just mentioned this was really born from your personal experience. I I have to ask, you must be happier today than you were in 2007 and probably proof positive that this practice works. Oh, absolutely. Um, um, Lynn and I believe that, you know, you teach what you most need to learn, and we really need, needed to learn how to become happy in spite of outside forces. And in fact, that's the definition that we arrived at really quickly into our research and exploration in this field. Because as Linda said earlier, you know, the definition that we had been working with, you know, from the early years was no longer working for us. And we had, we had crossed off all the to-dos on the list, just work harder, you know, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, be successful and, you know, wear clean underwear. I mean, whatever it takes, mm-hmm. you know, to be happy. And what we identified was that the definition has shifted. And our definition of happiness is that it's, that it's each and every one of ours unique right and ability to locate our serenity and our excitement about our life, regardless of outside circumstances. And the interesting thing is, is the opposite of happy is not unhappy. It's actually misery. And that's where Lynn and I were back in 2007. Um, so, yes, we would agree with you that we are much happier um, today um, than we were back in 2007, if you would have met us. And interesting enough, working through the happiness um, principles, um, which is the foundation of our happiness practice, doing that ourselves, we went from misery to happy in four months. Wow, four months. It's amazing. And if you can do it in four months, now that you've gotten that practice down, I can only imagine how quickly you're able to bring people through it today. And we'll talk about that. What I thought is interesting about your definition of happiness is, you know, I think a lot of times we look for outside forces to make us happy. And what I'm hearing you say is, this is despite outside forces, that happiness is something that's intrinsic in us, which I think provides so much hope 
for listeners today as we search for what's truly going to make us happy. Um, and you even say that happiness can be learned, which is, again, also learning to be happy actually happens. Well, it's interesting. You know, you mentioned the word intrinsic, and that's critical. When we come in as a as an infant, right, there are very few infants who come into this, you know, experience on earth unhappy. Happiness is a birthright. But when we move through our experience in society, we develop a lot of belief systems, a lot of behaviors, a lot of impulsive reactions to the world outside of us, circumstances, people, that keep us from connecting to our joy and experiencing it directly. So the, uh, the way we teach people happiness, the way it's learned is by actually teaching people five key principles to be conscious, to honor feelings, to release the desire to control others, to co-create what works, and to really step through and learn life lessons. And through the practice, you really need to think of each of those principles as tools. And you're kind of like uh, Indiana Jones going on an archaeological dig. You're going back and using the tools to dig through and find your birthright, polish it up, and put it into a high place, you know, to restore it to its original brilliance. And what we've noticed is when people step through, you know, the principles, uh, it is not about slapping a smile on. It's not about thinking differently or feeling differently. It is about being different. And... um, it's sort of like switching out from an old DOS operating platform into something that's really wonderful, like Snow Leopard. You know, you're faster, you're more agile, you're more resilient, innovative, and personally sustainable as you begin to apply each of the tools and integrate them into your life. Mm. Who doesn't want to be a snow leopard? <laughs> I mean, really. Right. I mean, I'd rather be right. a snow leopard. Right. <laughs> I think I would too. And, and the thing about your program as well and the principles that you just walked us through is this is something that is, is for individuals, right, but can also be applied to companies. So talk a little bit about that program working on those two levels, if you would. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be happy to, Maria. So... What's interesting is the five principles that Linda just um, shared with you, they do work at an individual level. I mean, indeed, that if these are the principles that you practice in all aspects of your life, and we, uh, we quite often um, share with people that there's plenty of opportunities to practice the happiness pr- principles, and every day there's probably you know, a half dozen opportunities to put one or more of the principles to practice. And what's interesting is when you look at how those principles show up in an, in an organization, no matter how big or how small, if everyone's practicing those principles and everyone's focused on what works now and sharing their truth, which, is our, which are our feelings, and focusing on what works now, you propel the conversation in a whole new way. And so individually, your happiness is supported and sustained, but collectively at an organizational level, it's propelling evolution, innovation, resiliency, and sustainability. Uh, oh, I'm going to take a quick break and we come back. We're going to talk about kind of this happiness trend because there's been a lot of books written about it and it seems to be on people's mind these days. So I want to talk about that. And then I want to get into a little bit about the corporate aspect and why employees' happiness is really extremely critical to their bottom line. So more from Nancy and Linda when Purse Strings returns in just a moment. 
Purse We'll be right back after a word from our advertisers. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at InternetMarketingNinjas.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Purse Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once, once again, here's Maria Retan. I've been chatting today with Nancy O'Brien and Linda Sagu. They co-founded Experience Happiness back in 2007, and today they help companies and individuals learn, practice, and measure happiness by really going through the happiness practice. And we've been spending time today talking about uh, the critical elements of the happiness practice. And it's just so interesting to me, Nancy and Linda. I mean, happiness seems, A, the quest for it is universal, but it's also such a hot trend right now. I mean, if you can call happiness a trend, I don't know if that's really true or not, but there's been so many books written about kind of that pursuit for happiness. And I have to, I have to think that that has kind of really helped drive demand for your business, which is all about experiencing happiness. Thanks, Maria. You know, it has. And a lot of the books have um, really paved the way to scientific, scientifically prove out that happiness is important. It will reduce 
you know, healthcare costs. It will increase productivity. It will drive things like collaboration. Um, but what we noticed uh, in, in the community, the happiness community, was that no one was really looking at the how. How do you get about cultivating it from the inside out? Because still, if you look at it carefully, while we appreciate the inroads positive psychology has made, still a lot of what positive psychology suggests is still out there. You know, um, go spend more, you know time walking. Go spend time volunteering. Go have a cup of tea. Take a nap. And while all those things are wonderful, they are still outside of you. There are still activities, tasks, if you will, you know, to check off. And what we wanted to do was evolve a practice that would really create uh, a, a, an integrated way of being. And we really wanted to. Um, help people understand that happiness is not without pain. It doesn't mean that your life is without, you know, struggle. But your happiness, your innate serenity and excitement about your life, you can bring that to any circumstance, joyful ones, chaotic ones, crisis. So you can be absolutely happy and positively sad at the same time, if that makes sense. Um, But, you know, the big thing that we that we um, are looking at now and the, the really exciting piece is that once people adopt the happiness practice and integrate it into their way of being, they begin to become more personally you know, resilient. They're going to stretch out and try new things and bounce back faster. They're going to be more sustainable. In other words, the talent, the resources, it gets pushed around and shared more willingly and they naturally become more innovative because when you're happy, you open yourself to more possibilities. But potentially the most exciting thing about it is that, you know what? Happy people are both loving and lovable. Happy children, for example, don't bully other children. You know, if you look at bullying programs in schools, we're telling kids, you know what, they can't do. Don't bully but we feel that there's an exciting application as well with children in education where we can adopt the happiness practice for kids and help them understand what they can be. You know, none of us are here to manage our depression and anxiety. We're here to cultivate our happiness. Well, and I think about that. I mean, granted, happiness could cure a wealth of ills, right? I mean, it's clear. Um, And from a corporate standpoint, putting our business hats on, because, you know, in large part, this is is a program where business business people listen. Having happy employees is not only just a nice thing to have, it's kind of a critical thing to have. Talk about the impact of happy employees on company bottom lines. Yeah, um, you know, it's really interesting how happiness is a transformative um, adventure for an organization to embark on because as leaders, um, our old ways of leading and managing people was really born out of motivating and inspiring unhappy people. And so the leaders that we are fortunate to work with are really the ones that are inspired to actually create new business models and new ways of leading and actually leading happy people and be ready, you know, for the organization to embrace this accountability and empowerment that comes from being happy and then the byproducts of innovation, sustainability, and resiliency. 
The other thing that's interesting, because those are the things that really feed to the top line of an organization, but from a bottom line perspective, more and more leaders that we work with are concerned about the emotional well-being and the toll that is taking on productivity as well as healthcare um, impact, short-term and long-term. So as Linda just mentioned, you know, it's, we're not here to manage our depression anxiety. We're here to create our happiness. And in doing so, organizations can reduce those healthcare costs and improve long-term well-being for their employees and gain, gain all the benefits of tapping into that human potential. Because when you think about it, especially with the onset of 3D printing, there's no competitive advantage other than the human beings that are part of your organization. And it's up to the leaders to tap in and promote that potential as much as possible. And if I could add one thing, thank you, Nancy. If I could add one thing, you know, when you introduce the happiness practice, it hits two key business levers. One, it, it um, improves employee engagement, right? Um, the second is it improves customer loyalty because we know that happy employees are the ones who deliver the memorable, authentic experiences that customers love and to which they are loyal. And you, you talk about these measurements. I mean, you've, you've clicked through quite a few of them, the things that you can measure, right? So loyalty retention is one yes. measurement, I'm sure, right? Uh, performance, uh, number of silk, uh, sick days taken, you know, all those things improve the happier and more engaged you have uh, from a, an employee base. Um, so when you go, when you talk to companies, I'm sure you're talking about those returns on investment, and that's really what gets them to raise their hand, I would imagine. Yeah, when we go into organizations, we really do look at developing uh, what we call return on happiness measurements um, with very customized metrics. We, you know, the old adage, if it doesn't get measured, uh, then it doesn't get managed. So we don't use a one-size-fits-all, you know, return on happiness measurement system. What we use is the Kirkpatrick's Phillips model um, as a framework, and then what we do is we custom tailor the metrics for uh, individuals, um, for key groups, and for the larger organization. And we make sure that there's a reporting mechanism that is meaningful to all of the people along that chain and that the reporting mechanism then rolls up and um, speaks to the executive level um, and, you know, probably ties into their balanced scorecard. So determining, you know, a custom return on happiness, we, we like to measure once and cut twice there, and we like to then do, uh, customize the, um, the practice experience to make sure that we hit those measures. So, you know, we, we do have the practice, we have the return on happiness, but we're also very uh, conscious about customizing the experience model to make sure that we hit our marks. Mm -hmm. And I know you've done this for a lot of different companies, and um, we're going to run out of time, so I'm, I apologize for that because I, I had asked you to kind of bring a case study, but if you could think you could briefly maybe share that, I, I would love for you to do that before we have to wrap up. Oh, yes, we'd love to, Maria. Um, one of the more fun stories, I think, to share is with the Carlson Companies, where, you know, most of us know them as the Radisson Hotel chain around the world. And um, starting with the return on happiness, one of the things the group wanted to measure was no duplicate work. You know, just finding efficiencies through the busy season, 
you know, um, of no duplicate work. The leader also wanted to track in particular to employee engagement questions that were most important to um, her team as a leader. And um, now we're looking at bringing happiness practice um, to all employees um, around the globe, um, from um, housekeepers to food service providers to event planners and, and Radisson's worldwide. So we're really excited about that possibility because the link between hospitality and happiness is, um, is square, you know, um, uh, you know, for services um, business like Carlson. Well, and Carlson is such a large, large company, and I'm sure when they looked at the return on investment, they really decided that experience happiness was something that they not only should implement, they absolutely had to implement, right? So I know that's a really big success for you. Uh, for people listening today who may think this is a great corporate um, experience for them, but also a personal experience for them. I know you have a happiness assessment online that folks can download. Talk about how that works. You know, you can go to experiencehappiness.biz, B-I-Z, and you can download, you know, an initial assessment. Granted, it is, um, you know, not a deep assessment uh, like our team would do for an organization or even if we were, you know, privately co- uh, coaching an individual. Um, but you'll get a sense of, of uh, what your happiness uh, quotient looks like at this time. And, you know, just, uh, you know, we invite you to just mull around our site, kind of, you know, find out where the, the work came from, what our research led us to over the years, you know, the cornerstones of the practice. And, you know, if you're interested and you'd like to talk more, by all means, just reach out via email and, uh, you know, let's go have coffee and chat because uh, what we what we love are the extraordinary people we meet as a result of this work and the wonderful conversations we have. Uh, definitely since uh, doing this work, our lives have grown richer and for that we are forever grateful. You know, this is the way... Uh, Nancy and I and our team, we hope that we can leave the world a better place than we found it. Well, and what a what a great mission and vision is to make the world a happier place. So thank you both so much for being on today and talking about experience happiness and how listeners today can have a piece of that, not only for themselves, but for their own companies. Um, and I do recommend again that you uh, reach out to Linda and Nancy through experiencehappiness.biz. You can uh, read more about the practice. You can read more about Nancy and Linda and, of course, contact them there. Thank you guys for being on the show today. Thank you, Maria, so very much. Thank you all. And thanks to my producer, George, and and really appreciate you tuning in today as well. Join me next week for another edition of Purse Strings, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program as well as our complete library of programs on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.